Blog Talk Radio. Go ahead, pop off, me and my clip put on. I'm like a young man, I'm here to get your bitch off. Like I'm just playing, little fingers at a big ball. Man, AKA police, put them over your head like you saw. Chill these niggas, that's no problem. Chill these niggas, one, no problem. That chop the body like one swap, I can't see you shot them like you saw. Roll it back with that shit now. It ain't mine, that shit now. Ladies hate when I rip room. They in love with this big body. Barbershop Window Podcast. This is your uh, esteemed host, uh, Shane. And uh, I'm so glad we could uh, be doing this podcast tonight. Um, We have so many things to talk about after our very long hiatus, which I'm sure nobody appreciated. Um, And uh, neither did I. It was uh, a travesty. Not since um, some of the world's greatest calamities, like 9-11, Hiroshima, Pearl Harbor, the list can go on. Um, Has there been such a a tragic historical event as our month-long hiatus? I'm going to make it a priority uh, during the summer to do more podcasts. Um, Usually a a 34-year-old living in a studio apartment, the same job for about 10 years might have uh, different priorities than that. But no, mine is uh, podcasting about professional wrestling. Um, and boy, we're going to have a lot to talk about today. Um, and uh, the, the thing that's going to take priority is um, the ROH, the Ring of Honor Best in the World event that uh, me and my co-host, who I believe is on the air, uh, JB, we're at attendance on Friday, and we're going to have a lot to say. I had an unbelievable time. Um, just a, a, a great night, uh, one for the ages, I'd say. Just a, there, There's not many things more fun in the world, I think, than a good pro wrestling show. Like when pro wrestling is done right, I'm not even saying the ROH was done right, but when, when pro wrestling is done correctly um, and you're in an environment with friends and it's a, it, there's probably nothing more fun in the world, like no sporting event, no concert, just the energy and the personality and everything that goes on. It's kind of hard to capture. Uh, this is coming from an idiot. Uh, so I wouldn't place too much emphasis on my words, but I really still enjoy uh, pro wrestling so much. Um, with this, uh, those words, I'd like to welcome my uh, co-host to the uh, audience. I mean, the, well, to the podcast, the audience will welcome him. Um, 
Uh, is uh, JB there? Shane, I am here. Oh, wonderful. JB is here. Um, uh, JB, I don't know if you've heard uh, my introduction there. I'm sure we have plenty to talk about. I know you have a long list of uh, all the latest uh, wrestling rumors and and gossip there, and uh, we'll do some reviews. But I think uh, a large priority of this show will be um, the epic ROH event that we attended on a Friday live in the city of New York. Correct, JB? Yeah, I think I think we both have a, have a lot to say on the topic. But I, I might add that uh, in addition, we were at another live wrestling event since the last time we were on the air, and that was oh uh, my God, you're right, JB. The great Jesus. show at NXT. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And just if the audience thought we weren't bigger losers than what we were, uh, <laughs> they just got total confirmation that we in fact are that we traveled the entire United tri-state area to attend independent wrestling shows. Um, <laughs> but yes, we did. So we have two live shows to talk about. And, and I mean, it, it might, we're going to have to talk about a lot of things during this time period. Um, and we'll try to come here more regular. I don't know who I'm telling that to, but it's something that I enjoy doing. And I know we have some some listeners, so so we'll we'll continue to do that. But we'll try to squeeze some um, of the, uh, the 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 NXT show into the the program as well. Um, but right off the bat, I think it would be appropriate to 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 um, I, I'm a very private person, typically. I don't broadcast my life, not into social media. But I'd like to give kind of a rundown of the ROH event from a fan's perspective. Um, just so the audience sort of knows where we're coming from, I I am – you're going to hear a very biased, unfair uh, podcast probably <laughs> – um, from Shane and uh, Jim Carr, I watch ROH regularly, and I just stream it and at YouTube, you know, on or whatever the the player that they have on their website. It usually at work, so it doesn't keep my completely undivided attention. And uh, obviously, since I'm doing it work, the audience gets a glimpse of how professional I am on a day to day basis. Um, but I'll usually watch it like that, but I'll keep up to date with it and I'll enjoy some of the characters. But Jim, what's your background? What's your knowledge with um, ROH in general, like before you went to the show? Um, well, so my, yeah, my knowledge of ROH is, is was very little. I, I did not um, really watch the product at all uh, going into the show. I mean, not even uh, during, but I think most people consider the heyday when, you know, Brian and Punk and all those guys were there. And, um, Samoa Joe that, and Mojo. Necro Butcher matches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I, there was a point there where I just stopped following wrestling from like 05 to 2010, which from what I understand is like, that's like the ROH days. So that's as good as it got. Um, so, you know, I, I, over time now, I've gotten into a lot more stuff. You know, last year I got into New Japan, etc. Um, and and it, the ROH show was interesting to me for one reason only, and that was because AJ Styles was going to be there. 
Um, so I, right. I, I believe I led the, uh, the bandwagon here for us to go <laughs> because AJ Styles is going to be in town Yep, yep. and not, not too hard a trip for us in New York city. Um, little did I know that, I mean, this is, this well, is they like can, a big uh, time show for ring of honor. I had no idea how big yeah. this was for them. <laughs> right. I mean, now reading, you know, and read the observer and all this stuff. And, uh, obviously this was, this was a, a much, uh, hyped show with, uh, a huge main event, uh, but honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't really know the players that well. I mean, I know some of the guys just from the promotions, and you know, the, you know, Daniels and Kazarian, and um, you know, a lot of these guys from New Japan and things like that. But um, you know, I, I don't really think I've seen the Briscoes before this uh, this event, so that would be uh, that's that's my level of knowledge going in. So. Um, I will say I have a lot of critiques going in that are probably completely unfair because I don't have any investment at all in the product or in the characters. <laughs> but uh, we can go further. But I'd say that I'd say that could be an even a uh, highlight, like a refreshing take because, and, and I'm not just uh, throwing shine on the podcast where there should be shade, but I'm I'm just saying like. Like a lot of people that go to ROH are just ROH marks, and I don't say that insultingly at all. But they're the type of fan that likes the promotion almost to like a zealot kind of level, where ROH is the only wrestling that they watch. Indie wrestling's better than WWE, which they'd have a very good argument. But they kind of will just watch that, and then ROH can do no wrong. So it's interesting, come you know, perspective coming from somebody that went to their WrestleMania type show that had great seats after a little kerfuffing <laughs> um, and saw like the whole thing. So it'll be interesting to hear like what you have to say about the show. I think like it'll be a refreshing take where I'm more of like an R I really just enjoy. I've said it before on the podcast. I, I really just enjoy anything professional wrestling uh, my name, instead of Shane, might as well be Mark. So if it's professional, like I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it, like like very rare. I'd say the only thing I don't enjoy is WWE. So I'm like, I could easily be the other side where I'm the ROH Mark, where, you know, it does no wrong. Jamie, you said quite the mouthful uh, in that diatribe there. Well, one thing I noticed when uh, you said, oh, it's easy to get into New York City, I, I just wanted to point out to listeners that I live in New York City, and there's a n- no nothing that uh, someone from uh, Connecticut or Philadelphia or any of these other areas could teach me. I've seen it all, uh, born, born and raised in uh, you know the city right. that never sleeps, right, JB? Well, I I like to call it like right. money making Manhattan. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, money making is uh, is an apt description. Um, right. And uh, you also said one of the things that I think is uh, interesting just about your, um, I'd say now uh, you took a hiatus for five years, and I had definitely had my own hiatuses, like definitely. I don't think ever as long as five years. But now I describe you as a wrestling obsessed silly fool. Nah, I'll watch my language uh, at, on the, the rest of the <laughs> podcast, good, but that's good. the way I describe you. <laughs> right, right. And you had mentioned several times before that 
there was one particular wrestler who sort of um, uh, got you back into wrestling at all. Not to take a tangent there, but I think that's an interesting um, yeah, yeah. Sort of, you I make mean, an I'm, interesting yeah, point there. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to talk. There's a ton we could talk about on the show. I, I didn't even, like, touch the surface of the show, I feel. But, um, no, I think I, yeah. I really no, actually got back into wrestling because of CM Punk. I thought CM Punk was uh, – once I went to the PG era, it was a little um, – which is funny because now I look at the old, you know, ECW era and stuff. is like that was then, and now, you know, everyone's got to get over that. And this is now. Uh, but what I thought CM Punk was really good at uh, was within the PG context, uh, still making very good matches and still making interesting storylines, which uh, is still kind of lacking today as far as WWE goes. But that is uh, that, that, that did get me back into wrestling, I would say. And now, yeah, I mean, I am just uh, – I'm – I'm into a lot. Now I'm picking up ROH. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> right, right. You you might even start wrestling. You might even start join a training center. But, uh, right. Jamie, I can't believe I would never strike you as a hipster, tattoo-loving, uh, you know, it's all about the environment, man, like type like hippie sort of person, but you love CM Punk. You want to marry well, CM yeah, Punk. And I never would have you, thought you. You also find this striking because uh, I am a big fan of Corey Graves uh, on the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another it's, introduce. it's very weird. Uh, for the audience out there, JB is a titan of the finance world. And uh, <laughs> it's just very striking that um, uh, and a very straight-laced conservative man who lambast me for my uh um uh how, how would I say uh hypocritical liberal beliefs and yet you like all these like sort of alternative like cutting edge like extreme sports wrestling guys with like tattoos and you love Paige too right. like the type I I, I figured you'd like like well. huh? <laughs> Yeah, I figured you'd like like Hunter Hearst Helmsley and the Mean Street Posse would be uh, more appropriate for Jim Carr. But it, well, he's very me weird. being more very of a weird. conservative, uh, you know, from a very prominent conservative family in Connecticut uh, is uh, <laughs> correct. It's more, it's it's more, it's more a heel gimmick on Facebook with all my liberal friends than anything right. else. I mean, it's really <laughs> just, listen. You gotta have a gimmick in life. That's my philosophy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JB, you're from a very conservative uh, uh, family, like a wealthy, like um, yeah, like, yeah, like, like the well to do, right? <laughs> very, it's, a, it's a basically another uh, incarnation of the million dollar man character, but uh, <laughs> right, 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 because I thought you grew up like like on Staten Island and like, had a lot of tragedy in your family early, but. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, anyway, well, so, that's, that's yeah. So let's go into there's, there's all this bad <laughs> right, right. with it, and makes me more hateable as a real character. <laughs> right, right, very hateable uh, character. Anyway, um, so we so uh, one of the things that um that was interesting about this show 
God, where do we start? I mean, one one thing that was interesting about the show was the venue. Um, yeah, yeah. We it was at this that. Terminal 5 on the west side of Manhattan, which is like the old sort of like Hell's Kitchen. Um, and everyone says about Hell's Kitchen, there's no bad area of Manhattan now. It's, it's a theme park everywhere. I remember as a kid, like going into Manhattan, you know, to Manhattan, and like you know, the 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 thing was your your parents always tell you, you, you know, you were gonna like hang out like in Times Square and stuff like that. When you're an idiot kid, you didn't know any better. And remember, my mom telling me, don't make a right, don't go to Ninth Avenue, you know, because it was like a, a a welcome to the jungle, like hookers and, and you know, just Wild West shootouts in the middle of the street. I'm sure not that bad, but it wasn't a safe area. But now it's just more like almost like. I don't know. It doesn't even matter what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's just like a very safe sort of nothing area, some like good bars and stuff like that, sort of like a gay community and everything. But this place used to be a club called Exit, which in my uh, club days, not to incriminate myself, but uh, I attended quite frequently. <laughs> it, was, it was a good club. It was like a um, always available uh, extracurricular activities, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and it was just like that. But now they renovated it into like a concert hall. I don't know, just like a, a, a venue. And they had a wrestling ring in there. I don't know what you want to say about the layout. The one thing that was striking at this place was there was a bar, like a nice bar. Like a full shelf bar with well, all the liquor, like all the booze, a number of bars. Because I mean, it was a club, and these bars were fully functional. They had like well rack, like top shelf, like kegs and everything. For bar prices, like these weren't venue, like these weren't like concert prices. Like you go to like a baseball game and get like a beer for twelve dollars. They were like just, just like um. Price, they were just like regular price. Like a beer was five bucks, like a Jack and Coke or whatever was like six, seven bucks, some very reasonable prices. We got to know this very well. This, right? was, the, this was the worst possible place that you could have a wrestling show. I remember like one time, I just like looking around and looking like up around, and everybody's just like bombed. Just like like almost not watching the show, it almost felt like an incidental like party. Like people were all like talking, and obviously there's amount of that at any concert, but this especially had like a very and it was fun. It was like a very fun environment, a fun vibe, but not conducive to a let's watch a wrestling show in an organized fashion type of environment. Would you agree with me, JB? I thought that was one very funny thing about the venue. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the the yeah the the part with the bar was interesting because a lot of the times there's there's not really a lot of drinking at a wrestling show, but um, there were, there was plenty. No, no, not even um, close. At the next but, show, there was no booze at all. The venue was just that there's so there is so it's important to kind of there's there's a there's a floor level which isn't all that big necessarily, and then there's a second and third floor that kind of overlooks the ring in this case the ring other cases the concert stage but the concert stage instead was the entrance for the for the uh for the wrestlers and i thought what was um 
what kind of takes away from a wrestling show for me is that we were we were on that second level and we were like in a bird's eye seat. I mean, we were right above where the entrance was and could see the ring easily. Um, well, it took a little and work. And we paid pretty good money for but, Well, you, yeah. So we had great sight lines, right? So we could see the action great. But yeah. the big problem with that is in like a wrestling venue or any real uh like something that kind of depends on the crowd. Um, I like to have a good amount of people behind me or around me. And really there was like one row of people behind me that couldn't see anything. And then, so like, you know, the chants and things like that, that would start up, they were mostly just on the floor and the floor was pretty limited in the seating itself. So it wasn't um, that kind of feel as far as like being engaged with the crowd um, like being along with the crowd, like, you know, I, I don't think we were really in on any, any trailer or anything like that. I, um, no, so I thought no. That was, and in that's fact, a big drawback, yeah. especially for anyone in those second and third levels. So. In fact, yeah, we were, I remember like a few times, I never mentioned this to you, but I remember you and me are talking, doing our snarky, you know, smarter than everyone comments. And, uh, you know, like like the two old guys from the Muppets or something was, like, very appropriate, like, during this setting. And I remember, like, being self-conscious and being, like, everyone's listening to us. Because it was just sort of, like, quiet there. And meanwhile, everyone's drunk. Like, everyone's drinking. And, and like, it, it was just a weird environment. I'm not even saying it's bad. I hope, like, people don't, like hear my voice and think I'm being like a judgmental asshole. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it was very different. But yes, those people in that second balcony were fucked. They couldn't see a thing. Yeah, and then I heard later that the, the people in the third balcony were the same thing. If you weren't in that front row, third you weren't getting you weren't yeah. to see anything. You were watching right. the monitors. Yeah. yeah. Which is why a lot of also a lot yeah. of people were at the bar because it didn't matter where they stood. They were just watching the, the, the show on the monitors. And right. And I swear to you, I'm not trying to say this. I heard a group. I didn't make a, you know, there's there's nothing to say about it then. But I heard a group of of guys say, "Hey, I'm just gonna leave." Like like I heard that. I heard that people were just like leaving. Yeah, so I mean, was, the venue, yeah. So I mean, basically, the venue is lacking in a lot of different ways. And uh, yeah, I I don't know how it came off on TV. I never actually saw it on TV. So, um, I mean, I'd be curious to see how that end of it works. But it looked like the camera that they had, yeah. had one of those, those um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not a cameraman, whatever. <laughs> those fancy swinging <laughs> cameras and such. Um, yeah. Above the ring, but it looked kind of awkward, like, because the whole, the, whole, the whole basic arena is, like, vertical. Like, there's no, like sides to the arena. So I don't know how that looks on television, but I can't imagine it looks well, especially since Ring of Honor in general never looks well on television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that, th- this is sort of tangential to the actual, it's all related to Ring of Honor, but th- one of the things why I can never get into Ring of Honor is, JB, I'm a very uh, fancy man, like a fancy one percenter individual, as you could say, and demand the highest quality of production and professional wrestling. And the Ring of Honor sure. production always looks like shit. Like I just can't stand the way it looks. Like on uh, on a 
like like per the show on a basis like that. Um, you know, that's an aside. But I was looking at some of the monitor. I think they were doing a good job. I mean, that's I, I don't know what that means, like doing a good job. You know, um, just the lighting always looks awkward, like with Ring of Honor, and I couldn't imagine it looked good in this place. Like, couldn't imagine it coming off well. But um, yeah, yeah, Jamie, do you want to go uh, some of the card? Do you have anything else to say about the venue or? Um, well, I thought the um, well the the thing that happened. I mean, right when we got there, I thought it was interesting, which was the venue. Uh, they, 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 uh, like, it, it it's kind of set a tone for me that that, that is going to make the re- my commentary on the show very nice. <laughs> very, um, very very apropos. Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so Jamie, so let me so let me so play it out. Yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You want me to? Yeah, okay. sure. So, JB, as I mentioned before, um, my dear friend JB is a titan of uh, the finance world. So he splurged on some good tickets, which uh, I still haven't paid him for. I think there's two rounds of tickets I, I haven't paid him back for. Um, it will all work <laughs> out in the end, of course. You know, uh, but uh, um, but anyway, we had those tickets, and, and I guess the the benefit of getting paying extra for the tickets was we had a nice seat overlooking on the balcony, like overlooking the edge. JB put it perfectly and said it had a bird's eye view of the event. Now, we got there a little late. Um, actually, we didn't get there late. We got there like an appropriate time, but there were people like already in there. And now those seats were being reserved. And they were being reserved in the worst way possible, like like just taking a reservation and then saying, oh, yeah, the seats are going to be, <laughs> like, reserved, and then just letting anybody sit there, it, like not being reserved, you know? Yeah. So, so they, I we mean, I mean, went I mean, up. So the simplest way to say that there was a second floor, there was second floor seating, and there was only one row of actual seating. So if you paid to yeah. be in that row – you had a seat right on the rail and then everyone else on the second floor paid general admission and they were just, you know, whatever was left after that. But anybody who right. didn't know that, and I don't even blame the people who had general admission tickets, they were just like, Oh, this is great. No, I don't either. You're right. I'll just yeah. sit down. And nobody yep. like even thought to even say anything to them. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, no. So anyway, we get there and we're, you know, me and I think you and me are both pretty easy going. Like we were going to sit in these seats, but we didn't mind going through the rigmarole. Like we weren't going to complain really. But one of the, uh, the ROH staff who just happened to be like jacked and in shape, like maybe he's like an aspiring wrestler. Who the hell knows? You know, probably just coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comes up to us and he's like a really nice guy and kind of like walking around with us, like asking people to show their tickets, like trying to get us like the seats that we reserved. And he gets to one section of that lip, like of those row of seats that looks a little suspicious that um, uh, uh, Matt Saban <laughs> and uh, a bunch of girls are sitting in. Chris Saban. Chris Saban. Uh, Chris Saban, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of, I was actually just going to phone something that Matt, that Chris Saban and a bunch of girls are sitting in. Um, and so he goes over to them. Our uh, 
our our like personal bouncer who's now who's now to become and just said, Oh, these receipts are reserved for for people that paid for them. And they gave some expression like, Oh, this is these are the wrestlers' girlfriends. Um and God, I, I, I have to be such a judgmental fucking asshole. But the first thing that I thought of like uh <laughs> these girls <laughs> These are the wrestler's girlfriend. Like, uh, I, like you expect like a high caliber, or at least like a very, or maybe I'm wrong, like a high caliber girl that, to be with one of these wrestlers. Um, and JB, these were sort of a, um, um, let's put it this way, you know, uh, uh, uh you know, I, you might not know this, but I went out later. And uh, I was with uh, some girls, and I, I, I picked up the same caliber, or maybe even hotter type girls, at a shithole bar on 43rd Street in, in New York City. <laughs> like, this was sort of like the the status there of the club. But uh, to each his own. But it's so funny how kayfabe is, uh, is um, you know, plays out in your head. Immediately, Nobody in ROH was a star to me. I had zero respect for anybody in ROH. I was done. I had no interest in watching this paper. These people were not stars to me. Like I, I, I just saw myself immediately on their, you know, their level. I'd never say this to any of them, and God forbid some listens to the podcast and be sort of awkward. But I mean, it just one of those things from from real life. That uh, that happened. Well, also, I might add that we, I mean, we already um, even before that. That um, I mean, I got those seats uh, the day of the event. Like it was not like a hard event to get into to have a good seat at. So, but you paid sort of good money for them. I feel. Yeah. No. No. Well, you paid a little premium to be in that first row, the second, the second section. They had right, floor right. seats, but I thought, I thought there was probably a good chance. You, you said there were floor, floor seats, seats available too, right? Yeah. There were floor seats available yeah. too, but I thought that there was likely that the overhead view was going to be better, which I think I was right. It was just the more. You were a hundred percent on the money. Into the seat. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um, so the. So, so then the, uh, this. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead uh, let me tell the story a little bit, JB. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, just really quickly. So this aspiring wrestler guy, he was like a really nice, like sweetheart of a guy. You agree with me, right? He was just like, uh, he, he just like wanted to sort nice of do to his do job. job. He was too nice to do what he had to do in that spot. You said it, got You said it perfectly. That's what I was trying to con- convey. You know. Um, yeah. So he says to he says to us. Oh, you know what? Let me go get Gary. Gary runs this show. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we went down, we went in like a sort of a little VIP lounge that was nice and roped off. And he goes and leaves for about five minutes, and not even five minutes, maybe three minutes, and he gets Gary. Uh, now, out came the alpha male of all alpha males, the, the, the alpha in the wolf pack. I mean, this was just a commanding figure that could get stuff done. Uh, right, JB? He was basically, if you remember the wolf character from Pulp Fiction, 
that's who that guy was. He was Harvey <laughs> Keitel. And oh, you hit the nail on the head again. You just know things are going to happen. And in the yeah. meantime, on the kayfabe list, Gary is number one. He's ahead of every ROH wrestler that I have no interest in seeing anymore wrestle. He walks right up <laughs> and immediately, immediately kicks uh, Saban and all these girls right out of the seat. I mean, it, it, that conversation lasted about, that was I mean, to say two seconds. He, he went up to them. And say that again, JB. I didn't, I say that again. I'm talking over you. I'm sorry. sorry. It, there was an inaudible question. Yeah, I didn't have heard he said. And then uh, they, there was a, one of the girls there said something, maybe got two words out. He's like, no, 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 no. These seats are sold. <laughs> and uh, that was it. <laughs> oh, that was over. That was yeah. over big time. And he kicked like a whole bunch of, and then people were finally, it was so like people, you just saw people relieved. Like everyone's like, thank God I can sit down, you know, like that type of thing. Yeah. There was um, like, there was like, there was like four other guys to the left of us. seats also who were like, Oh, all right. It's fine. Yeah. So like, and yeah. The enti- well, the entire time that w- there was kind of awkward about this was like, I'm standing, we were standing behind this guy and it was almost like, I felt like, Oh, well they can just point to us as the people that like told on them. <laughs> when this goes shit, yeah, when this goes yeah anyway. exactly. When we didn't tell, when we didn't tell at all, like we, it just sort of matter of factly happened. Yeah, we were just like, like, oh, okay. And then, God, I'm not even getting to the best part. So then, like, we're all sitting, and there were two guys next to you. They sort of looked like wrestler types, no? Or were they just Long Island? They, like, they, they, yeah, sort I, of meatheads. Like, very nice that. guys, but I wouldn't be surprised no, they if were they were nice, like wrestlers. Nice. What'd you say, Jim? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, they were very yeah. nice. They almost seemed like they were like uh, maybe guests or something of uh, of our yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so then after all of this, we're sitting in the seats. Jay Lethal comes out, comes out from the little door and starts complaining about how like his friends can't sit in these seats. Now, JB, I'm no, going no, no, you don't mean insane. Out from the entrance, like a surprise, like oh, the lights are out. No, oh, Jay Lethal no. showed up. Like a star, like right. a star. Would. No, Jay Lethal, like a star wrestler would. The <laughs> Jay Lethal came out of the side door and started like pointing at the seat and like complaining about how he couldn't get seats for his friends. Right. Yeah, Jimmy, that, that, I was that, so that, scared. That, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like you don't realize how big these guys are. Like, like now, JB, you know, I'm a, a, I work out very frequently, like not so much anymore, but I pride myself on being in shape, right? <clears throat> um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I was like, a, you know, I was like an athlete and stuff like, like, <laughs> You just don't re- when you're up like when you're looking at like a real athlete like like anyone there like even like we were talking about those two guys next and they were sort of like jacked like big guys. like these guys, like uh, I, one of the things you have to talk about in wrestling I'm not homophobic at all I'm the 
very liberal accepting man, as we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. But just like in wrestling, you sort of have to talk about the wrestlers like body types. So it's kind of like a weird conversation to have with like two straight guys. But so that's where we're going. But you just look at, and he's not very tall, but like his ass, his thighs, his like cats, like his core, like everywhere that you would generate power from, <laughs> like, like, like where you generate, like kill, destroy power. He's like thick, He's like so muscular and, and it's just like very intimidating when you, when you're up against, like when you see like a true athlete, you know, cause then Absolutely. it's like, cause we even know some, cause we even know some guys like Carl Sobilak. Like he was a great football star, right JB? <laughs> but, uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, he's like a real like thick dude and you see him and it's just like, he could probably run over somebody like pretty, you know, he's like, but he doesn't have like the upper, he's not, but when you see like one of these guys, that's a complete package, you just shit your pants. Like immediately, maybe that's kind of like a huge pussy. Well, no, well, but especially it's just like, like diff- that close up. Like, I mean, literally he was like right on yeah. top of where that seating was and like pointing to the seats that we were sitting in and we're like, what's right. the outcome? My, you know, my friends or whatever, whoever he had with him, like, <laughs> not sitting in the seats that I wanted him to sit in. And I didn't even look at him because I was so scared that this was going to get, like, physical. And I, I, I wish it did because I'd sue him and ROH for every penny they had, you know, like, uh, um, ultimately. But it, it's just, like, so funny. Um, but immediately, and I don't even say this, God, I, I hate to sound like the biggest dick in the world, but immediately, I'm just thinking, oh, this guy's not a star at all. Like, I, I have no interest in seeing. It's so funny how quickly kayfabe is broken. And the point of the story, kayfabe is not dead. <laughs> Please, like, respect it. This is my plea to all the <laughs> the wrestling organizations on our credit. Like, just respect, like, like, and you think about those days, like back, you know, after when Dusty Rhodes died, of course, like, God, that's nothing we talked about. You know, you just hear how these wrestlers, you know, kept this kayfabe going, like, to any way they can. Like, the fact of, like, and even Hunter gets a lot of shine for doing that. Like, keeping that kid, like, being a heel in every strict sense of the word and every time they were in public, like, like, you never let your character, like, shine through. When you were a face, you were always doing those, like, those face things. You were never letting the audience see your true side. To the fact where I remember, like, Jim Cornette telling the story where the big boss man, who was supposed to be, like, this big imposing character, like, had the door slammed in him uh, in his hand. And, like, there's three fans. Not a big, like, nobody's there. Like, there's just three fans. And he gets the door, and he's saying, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, oh, God, let me open the door. And he just stood there. And then he gets to the back and starts writhing in pain. I think he broke his finger. And, you know, he didn't show any pain because he kept kayfabe. And it just was very funny because immediately when I saw, like, the girls and, like, Saban sitting there, like, drinking a beer, like, common folk and uh, <laughs> um, just, like, JB not being able to get seats, being totally trounced by Gary, some, you know, like the, the venue manager, 
the kayfabe was immediately broken. I did not care about many of the matches on the card. Am I being too harsh and unfair? Yeah, maybe. No, I, I, but I once again, like enough. I said on top I'll of the podcast, I'm an enough. idiot. What? I don't think you went far enough. I didn't. I think, uh, no, no, I think, I, well, especially Jay Lethal, who, so this is the thing. I didn't know at the time, but I look back on it now. He's the guy who's headlining that show, right? And this big title versus title match, which looking back on, there's a great angle going into this match. I, you know, I've read about it and now, you know, I saw the match and I read a lot of things about it and it's a great, I mean, these guys are on like this undefeated streak going against each other, title versus title. And the crowd legitimately does not know who's going to win. That was, I, you know, looking back on it, I didn't know that going in. Like I said, I was an RH newbie and now looking back on it, like that's a, that's a great angle, right? That those two have managed to get a smart crowd not to know who's going to win that match. And the fact, now that I look back on it, if I, if I really thought about it, him trying to make sure all his friends had seats, that tells me for sure he's going over. Like, that drives me nuts. Right. <laughs> that he's doing that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Very interesting. And, and, yeah. and I think all your points are, are right on about, like, him not really being a star doing that. Like, that, that was kind of... I, you know, it's kind of ridiculous, but <clears throat> like, I, that kind of bothered me more than anything. And then later on, I'll talk about the main event. There were the other things that bothered me about his performance. <clears throat> but um, right, yeah. So. so that was kind of our fiasco going into the event, like our our take on the event, which probably nobody cares about. Um. But just sort of like a very interesting startup to um, this uh, this show. Um, and at this point, um, <laughs> JB uh, coined the brilliant term, a uh, crowd of dishonor. Um, <laughs> Bring of honor, uh, crowd of dishonor. <laughs> right, right. I hate to break that out so quickly. But it will come in handy when we do a little rundown of these matches. Uh, JB, is there any particular order? Do you want to go through every match? Like, what do you think? Um, I mean, yeah, we can go through every match. I, I think some matches are, are deserving more time than others. But I, I think, yeah, let's go through every great, match. Great, great. We'll yeah. yeah. Definitely. Do, do you have the card in front of you by any chance? Or do, do you remember it? Um, I can get it. I mean, we can start with the dark match with the uh, cheeseburger, if you like. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I remember that was I mean, we can start with this dark match. <laughs> I guess now, uh, Jamie, you were rather confused by the uh, cheeseburger character, correct? I'm um, confused by the cheeseburger the dark character. Match I was, was more like... confused by the the style of match because, uh, to my knowledge, I don't know. Again, it might have been the, all the drinking, but um, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was a four way match. I thought it was a tag team match, and then all of a sudden. It was like a fatal four-way it, match, though. In fact, so that was that was yeah, the first. Yeah, it evolved into like this. Yeah, <laughs> this like four-way dance. Um, but RH does like those type of matches. Um, it, I, God, I mean, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> um, just to have to break the third wall here. But I mean, the, the highlights at the end was that a fan gave a cheeseburger, a cheeseburger, and he ate the cheeseburger. On the stage, and then he held up the cheeseburger. Like, uh, now let me understand. You know, is that, is 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 that like his bit? Is that what he does? 
or like is that? I don't know. Yeah, it's obvious. I mean, I I like asking as like a complete. I no knowledge at all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I couldn't explain it to you. But one thing that's funny, he's much better and innovative than that match. Like, like that match had such a build to it, where it's like they weren't building up like a cheeseburger. You were excited about seeing him. And there was, I saw nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, I like him. He's sort of one of those, you know, the comedy bit, like the fan favorite. But he does like cool stuff in the ring. He's not like a high flyer, really. But he does like some some interesting stuff there. And he he can work the crowd. But he wasn't doing that. Like, like it just sort of, like, it it built up to this moment where you were going to have, like, this cheeseburger. Like, I think it was a hot tag or something, and cheeseburger's going to come in and sort of run the show. And then he just kind of got hit with a bunch of back suplexes by one of the truth martini guys. Um, And and it just sort of killed the momentum and the match sort of lost me right there. And then I was worrying about, you know, not getting stabbed by or raped by one of these ROH fans. You know, I had a lot on my mind uh, at that fun time, but um, (laughs) right. like yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of don't know why we're talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very stressful uh, uh, atmosphere in uh, that uh, ROH crowd um, at some point. But uh, I, I kind of don't know why we're. I don't mean to be so dismissive, but do we really have to talk about this? What What was the next? No, 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 no. I was just, I, I just was waiting. I was waiting for the internet to load up here and get the uh, get the rest of the card. Uh, so, okay. the, so the first match right. was. Uh, the first match was uh, the other Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, against uh, Donovan. Right. Jack. And um, so here's the thing. So uh, you mentioned Truth Martini already. So Truth Martini comes out again in this in this match. And then, so again, I don't know who this Truth Martini is. He looks a lot like the old ECW heel manager that was around. And that kind of... Right. That was later... Yeah who was apparently a very good, like, wrestling mind and respected. Why can't I remember his name? The, well, let me the Jackal the, in the, the WWE. Yeah. He, he, and he had a – he did – I thought that when it was Joey Styles and him and ECW, like, they did really good work. I, was, I thought he yeah, was, like, was, a really good cool. announcer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm partial to – like Joey Styles and Joel Gertner, like I love the when like Joel Gert they let actual Joel Gertner like do announcing instead. Of, like he'd always like take the announcing and then like um, I don't know, like somebody would like scare him off and he'd run to the back without like announcing the card. It was some like weird gimmick they did, but I liked it when it was ECW when it was Joey Styles and Joel Gertner. But him and this guy, why well, can't I remember his name? You know, he was the Jackal in WWE. I thought they were a great team. Um, but yeah, I guess it's sort of similar to that character. You know, he leads like the heel stable or whatever. Well, you mentioned something that's great that I didn't even realize that, you know, when a heel has to get heel heat, they just pair him with truth martini and it's like instant heel heat, you know, instant angle. Like it's kind of awesome in a way. And Truth Martini is such an unlikable character. Like, I remember when he first came out, I I remember I had, like, a visceral gut reaction. Like, God, I fucking hate this guy, you know? 
which is exactly what you want. You know, I didn't even put a, like my and, oh, and not was, even like an Xbox, just Cyrus like I. Cyrus and ECW. Cyrus the virus. Uh, that's right. That's right. The He's virus, basically yeah. the same guy. But, um, basically the same guy. Shoot my TV. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's not. And I mean, Cyrus the he was the sinister minister. It's all like the same kind of heel, you know. Um, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I, you, you had that one good point, and I think that's right on the money, you know. Yeah, well, and I, I also mentioned, like, I don't even mind that. Like, I kind of like a, a heel manager that just manages. No, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Like, I think it's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that as a criticism. Oh, how funny later. <laughs> as a criticism. Yeah. Um, um, what else happened? They did a spook. What they match did a was this again? I don't even know what we're talking about. So, yeah, so the first match is Mark Briscoe and, and one of his guys, and um, there was some pairing oh, of the book or old, whatever. He's got yeah. a book, I guess. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, ODB, book over. the Sorry. chick from, uh, yeah, yeah, from DNA. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good, he's a good worker that Mark Briscoe, I, I think his look is like a little too polished in a sense of, he's supposed to be like this backwoods hick. And I think he is a backwoods hick, actually. but, um, like his like cargo camouflage shorts are perfectly shredded. His boots were like shiny, like like his wrestling boots. I remember were very shiny, and he had like a hipster beard. Like uh, like it doesn't come across that way on TV, but it was just like maybe I think they were doing it, you know, just sprucing him up a bit for the pay per view. But uh, it's right. just one of those things that sort of stood out. Um, there was nothing to I think yeah, it was a fine match. I don't remember anything about it like in particular. There was one thing I remember there was one there was really one there was one really good spot where uh Sco did a, did a blockbuster from off the apron. So he ran off the apron and did a blockbuster right. out on the floor. Yeah. Which was a nice yeah. spot. But yeah, I mean it wasn't you know, it was whatever it was. Yeah. Classic Faith Heel match. Nice. Whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say this about Nothing Ricard. To write home I, think, about. I think there's a lot of uh, good spots throughout the whole card. Like there's always uh, a lot of the mat- oh, a lot of the ring ring action is very good, um, and then some of it gets a little too like spot monkey stuff, but um, too much flippy shit, as they say. Uh, but for the <laughs> most part, it's it's pretty good in ring all all around as you go through the card. I thought this. I thought this card was actually sort of spot monkey free almost. No? I mean, okay. Well, I think there's I some guys many there's spots highlights for... of the match, or, you know, definitely some big spots. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, fine match. Um, I don't have to talk about it really. What was, what was, what was next? The next match was uh, Matt Seidel and ACH against uh, Whitmer and Adam Page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, God, I don't have that much to say about this match either. I'm sorry to be a jerk about this. I know we're on a podcast and we're supposed to give, like, feedback or whatever. Well, one thing I thought is that um, Matt Seidel looked really thin. Like, he looked, like, really skinny, but can still go. Yeah, he can still go in the ring. Almost Almost, like, sickly thin. You think? Yeah, like, like I, I was a little concerned. Yeah, he looked like really thin. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, so maybe, maybe I'm talking out of turn. But, yeah. yeah. 
and he's oh. getting up there. Like it's not hard for him. He's not like his metabolism probably isn't crazy. He's like an older guy. Like the point is, like he's probably, you know, it's 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 not like he's a on the road a lot. Yeah, he looked like scraggly with the beard. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But he was always like such a polished yeah. like. I thought my big takeaway from the match think? was um, how over B.J. Whitmer was of a heel. I mean, that is the most hated reaction all night. Yeah, you're right. It was, right? Yeah, there was nobody but, who was more hated than yeah. him the entire night. He, uh, God, well, if you think, like, Michael Elgin was really hated there for – I mean, like, he, he couldn't do anything right in there. Actually, I shouldn't say that he got some of the honorable claps that he'd usually get. But, yeah, I'd say BJ was typically very hated. Um, ACH is another really good worker in the, you know, just in the company, not to state the obvious. I think there's, for guys like that, like Matt Seidel, even ACH, there's, like, that ceiling, you know, where, Either you just need that personality to shine through, and I think WWE like saw it immediately. They'll always have a place in ROH anyway. But once again, like not too much to talk about in this match. I don't think, unless you have anything else to no. say. No, I think that's fine. Yeah, and there yeah, was uh, there was Dalton Castle and Silas Young. Ah, uh, okay. I really like this match. Um. I thought it obviously Dalton Castle is like the comedy gimmick. I don't know what his gimmick exactly is, which I appreciate. I love those like weird (laughs) gay gimmicks like gold dust. (laughs) Yeah. Where they're like playing mind games, which is code for gay. You know what I mean? Like, um, I really (laughs) liked him. One, uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, also was great. Silas Young is like a really, it's obviously the character. I'm not saying anything profound here that I shouldn't say, but he's a really good sort of throwback heel. Like he plays that heel role well. And I thought that once again, ROH, it's the ROH for me, just like clear face heel dynamic, like during the match, except for that, you know, the main event maybe. Um, and just good. Uh, one thing we both noted was that Dalton Castle for like a comedy character or not a comedy but just like um i don't uh, this is allegedly allegedly big time allegedly is he was sort of like like really jacked it can insinuate what you like, must like overly um, like too much i think so i definitely think so for like his sort well, of body type and frame he was Uh, yeah, did you? He he was, uh, yeah, we can talk. He was kind of the only one that I thought, like, for his body type and his frame, like, he was just, you know, freaking jacked. Like, I don't know. Just sort of something yeah. I noticed. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually um, really like this match a lot. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember this took away as, like, a very good match. And, um, I thought that, uh, I mean, the finish was kind of weird, but it was, um, I just thought they, uh, I thought they did a good job for, you know, 11 minutes or whatever they did. Um, I forget what the finish was. I think it was like a distraction roll-up finish, if I remember correctly. 
uh, little WWE book there, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the comedy was on just the classic Dalton Castle stuff. I thought it was good. I, I just like this match. It's sort of a nice mid-card match on a pay-per-view, like classic pairing. Um, uh, yeah, just good. not much else to finish it. Where do you think these guys could go? Do you think any of them are stars? Like Dalton Castle, he did his like thing in TNA for a little bit. Like, do, do you think either of them are like stars in a sense? Could they make it to the main stage? Like, I don't think so. I thought that the the thing I thought about both of them were that they were good. They were just good in ring, and they were. And I, I don't mean to say like they were just good. I mean like I thought they were, I thought they put on a really good match actually. Um. It was, the not, internet is stars not... or not? I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling. But yeah. I lo- the gimmick is funny. The, the castle gimmick's funny. With the two boys and all that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, whether I don't think the there was the rest of the ICW. I don't think they really the looked car. at this. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I keep talking over. I don't think the internet really looked at this match too favorably. I have I've been busy this week. I haven't read many reviews, but just something I heard like. So, no, knows? they didn't. They, I, I they liked thought it. it was it's they a, thought it was too much comedy, and they thought um, it was silly. And uh, Meltzer gave it two and a half stars. And uh, like, get the hell over, fuck over overall, yourself. Not, it's a pro a wrestling show. show. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was way better than that. Actually, are we retarded? I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to give it like two and a half stars. Seems like incredibly low. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mel. Yeah, I thought the entire match had like very sorry. They put on a good story the entire match. I thought they did a lot of yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was like this. I think maybe there was some of the silliness with the Silas Young's uh, trunks falling down or whatever, but you know, maybe that's but there's a place for that in every wrestling promotion. Like, New Japan has their comedy characters. WWE has their comedy characters. Like, there's, there's just a place for that. Like, I'm sorry. Let's all stop taking ourselves so fucking seriously. It's pro wrestling. <laughs> like, give me a break for the, a goddamn second. Like, come on. Anyway. Um, anyway. What was the match after that? Uh, there was that terrible uh, tag match where uh, there was CNC Wrestling Factory, the... Uh, the war machine, and that was like a very quick match where the one guy uh, wanted to tag in but couldn't tag in on the CNC, and then um, he was supposed to turn on him with the wrench. He had a wrench in his hands, and then didn't, didn't actually hit him with the wrench. And then uh, I don't know. It was like two minutes, so there was nothing. Um, but then after that, there was the uh, there was the three-way match for the uh, number one contender, which was uh, Moose, Michael, Elgin, and Roderick Strong for the top contender. Um, Now, JB, um, you were uh, smitten, I think is an accurate phrase. You you were just smitten by a a very large African-American fellow in Moose, correct? Yeah. that that would be uh, understating it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. Uh, I like I said, there was a couple of stars on this show, 
and there was one in this match. His name's Moose. Um, right. I loved, I loved his entrance, and you know, it's not. They tried to do like a little. I thought it was funny actually. It was kind of cute. They did like kind of like a WrestleMania entrance for Jimmy <laughs> and all these little cheerleaders and such. Um, and he came out like. Jimmy, repeat player. that. You were. JB, you were breaking up there. Repeat what you just said. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I thought it was cute. Like, you know, he did like a WrestleMania <laughs> entrance and uh, right. he came out, you know, because there was a bunch of cheerleaders and such. And he was wearing uh, like a football yeah. garb. Uh, so he came out. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this guy is just a uh, just a monster of a man. I mean, I, I was very impressed just, you know, how how big he is in general, and then in the match, the match was was extremely good. I thought the three way match. Um, uh, there there's a few reasons why I would say that. Um, I, I I liked Moose. I think obviously Roderick Strong is the best worker of the group, um, and, and made the match as good as it was. But um, what I was most impressed with there is there's a problem in general with multi-person matches that's going on. It's like a disease that's going on in WWE um, and maybe other places. I don't know, but it mostly it sticks out to me in WWE um, where you have these, uh, especially the multi-person ladder matches where there is um, uh, no interaction between the participants. So, there will be two participants that are having a match, and then the other one is just knocked out somewhere the entire time. So in right. this actual match, yeah. this was a three-way match where the three people were interacting with each other the entire time. So there's something mm-hmm. about that that I really appreciate because it just doesn't happen anymore. And I don't know why it doesn't happen. I don't know if it's laziness. I don't know if it's just like this is how we book now. Like I don't know. But uh, in this particular match, that didn't happen. I thought they were all – uh, interacting a lot. I mean, um, it's funny because Michael Elgin is going to be one of the participants in the G1 Climax, and uh, I I would take either one of these two over him any day of the week uh, in the G1 Climax, but um, that's my take on it. I don't know Michael Elgin. Maybe some ROH internet superstar that I shouldn't say anything bad about, but <laughs> that was my take on it. Um, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, for a guy that was really playing up that you were going to take a dump on this show, you haven't said many bad things yet at all, which I'm, uh, uh, I I think is great. Um, but I can, I, I agree. I actually don't think just a little, yeah, I think, I don't think Michael Elgin is that ICW hero, but I think he's a, you not being super familiar. He's a, I think he's deserving of a place in the G1 and he is like a great worker and he had some nice spots in the match. Um, yeah. Roderick strong is, is, I mean, God, see, I hate sounding like a dick again, but he just, he does nothing for me. He's sort of like, he sort of falls under that Dolph Ziggler category for me. I'm not, like, making, like, comparing them. And I actually think they work, like, different styles. You know, they definitely do, like, because he doesn't flop around and bump like an idiot during the entire match. Um, <laughs> you know, he he actually, like, has some offense. But 
they just sort of like like for me for like Shane like for my preferences everyone has different I'd rather take like a comedy angle like somebody with the personality like over that I'm not saying he does but he just sort of falls into that like vanilla sort of wrestler man you know that that, that yeah he's gonna good he's gonna give a good match but I'm not too like I don't jump out of my seat when he's on the screen you know like right now he's sort of like this and once again it's a bad comparison but he's kind of like this Tommy Dreamer like Tommy Dreamer was to ECW he is to like ROH a little bit or he's going to end up being that way I can see that you know what's also kind of um, uh, clouding me with him is that um, I watched uh, the the recent uh, ROH uh, weekly show and he had a match with Nakamura that was very good was, I mean, that that yeah. ROH Weekly show, by the way, this week was one of the best one-hour shows you'll ever see. But, um... <laughs> JV. JV, you're yeah, an no, ROH I, I don't know I mean, why. That, yeah, yeah. Good, I don't it's know. nowhere near as good as the Styles and yeah. Young Bucks against uh, Rapongi Vice and, uh, and Okada match. That that was one of the most right, I, matches I've ever seen. <laughs> but, uh, right, right. But, but I, mean, no, you, I, I think I mean, you the fact like that Nakamura is going to yeah. work with him. Like that gives me that gives me a, a, a level of respect for him that maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't give him. I don't know. But I, I do. It did kind of affect what I just said about him in, in this match. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think you just think that ROH is the closest thing to New Japan and the continental United States, obviously because they use the workers, which is pretty accurate, I guess, you know? Um, but, like, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, and I'm totally on board with you about Moose. I mean, this guy's a star. I'm sure... H H H has his uh has his number and his cell phone and they've been exchanging some DMs on Twitter. I don't think he's long I, for our If he doesn't, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, <laughs> right? It was that obvious. <laughs> right, to me right. That This guy is like the biggest star waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean a decent worker. He was very protected in that match with uh, Elgin. And um, Roderick Strong, you know, but still held his own there, you know, took some bumps and had some nice spots or whatever. Um, And he was very protected, as I uh, felt I needed to be protected when I was in his presence as a commanding uh, figure. I loved his entrance. I loved it. God, ROH really nailed it. His entrance was all those cheerleaders, uh, each one having a place in – my bed anytime they'd like, just uh, throwing it out there, JB. Um, sure, I'm not uh, is great. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> he has he has like all these hangers on, like the, the you know the the chick manager, then the 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 male manager, like just positioning his place as like a football player star. It was he's a real yeah he and he's so over. He's so oh, over, he like like the moose chance, very over. This crowd, like God, like I, this crowd sucked. Like I didn't like this crowd for some reason. Like, okay, we there's, were the, there's a few there were tons. Say why you didn't like the crowd. I, I, there's many reasons actually. I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, one because like I don't know. I don't. I, you might have to talk about it more than me, but like um, uh, maybe we'll just save it for like an end review. But like, like you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, great match and uh, good three way dance. Great workers in the match. Uh, Moose is a star. Um, not like my favorite thing. I'm not a huge fan of Roderick Strong. Um, but whatever, you know, it's a good wrestling show, I guess. But uh, anyway, what's the match after that? There was the uh, well, the match we came to say uh, AJ Styles and the Young Bucks against uh, Bennett, Haven, and Adam Cole. This is oh, where I'll start Maria talking about the crowd. What's that? Oh, she looked so beautiful. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. This is where I'll begin talking about the crowd. So, <laughs> yeah, we went for AJ Styles, like specifically. I think that's like like we went to see AJ Styles and the Young Bucks. I mean, you could even make the argument just for AJ Styles is the reason why we bought this ticket. There were a lot of Bullet Club shirts in the crowd, as evidenced by my two sweeting everyone any chance I get. I was in my glory. I love two sweeting people. Um, AJ, can I just talk? This is just, I don't think it's a theory, but it was just very evidenced by our attendance at the show. I think AJ Styles is, and I said it on this podcast before, how big I think he is right now and going to become. I think AJ Styles might be like the biggest draw in wrestling. Am I an idiot? Like, I don't know what's so appealing about him right now, but you and me, we both heard AJ Styles uh, that was going to be at the show, and we immediately bought tickets. Yeah, it's um, funny, too, because uh, AJ Styles, TNA, I was not. I mean, I like him. I liked him a lot, actually, in AJ Styles, TNA, but AJ Styles now, NGPW, um, it's it's like he's going to be in my city. I have to go. That's the way I felt about it. Like, there was no way I was not going to get yeah. AJ Styles. And I feel like um, <clears throat> part of that. I mean, this is the champion. Isn't, this... isn't really realized by the greater uh, wrestling audience in this world right now? Uh, well, in this country. In the world, I think it is realized, especially in Japan, obviously, where he is. I, I think he's right up there with anybody in Japan, which says a lot. Uh, but his, uh, the fact that I felt like he wasn't that over in this crowd made me hate this crowd. I mean, we're, believe it or not, you and me, who have many of the same opinions about everything, except politics, are on the same page. <laughs> I, I couldn't say that enough. I mean, AJ Styles, he, AJ Styles is the, the second, okay, this is the champion of the second biggest promotion, the best promotion. I think it unarguably in wrestling, but the second biggest like grossing and attendance like promotion in the world and professional wrestling. This this is the champion, gracing yeah. us, us scumbags, 
with his presence in a thousand seat arena that used to be a club where I used to take ecstasy. Like this is like, and he, the reaction was not what it should ne- nearly close to what it should have been. Maybe that was our vantage point. Like maybe we should watch it from the TV, but I was immediately just like turned off by this audience. I don't know if everybody was sitting in awe. Yeah, I was turned off by that uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, And uh, that match was great. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I mean, there's not too much to say about it. Everyone should go see it. You know, some notable moments were, uh, I think a very notable moment is when uh, Canellis took the double uh, super kick. And, I mean, she she just took a shot there like a champ. Um, well, she took the, the good exchange. from AJ, and then she took the super kicks from the Young Bucks. Let me, uh, let me, uh, I kind of I have a strong feeling about this, actually. I don't think there's really a place for that anymore in, uh, in pro wrestling. Now, do you disagree with that? or The violence against women? Yeah. I just feel, and, and also... The fact that, like, that crowd, which I thought was already, like, a little too annoying to begin with, like, really popped for that. <laughs> that was probably their biggest pop, was the fact that they hit a woman. Um, that, that really is. Uh, and there were a few other teases, like, in the Mooch, Moose match, where a woman, woman was about to get hit. And uh, th- then there was a save, and the crowd was terribly disappointed. Oh, they were like, that, uh, they were pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> or they were the rabid. The didn't get her come that, up. That, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, wrestling's always had that, like, I think especially in this crowd, like, you know, a woman, like, there's just that attitude, like, oh, a woman's not into you. The woman doesn't want to have sex with you. Uh, Maria Canellas doesn't want to bang me, so she deserves uh, two super kicks and a Pele kick. Like I think that's like the general <laughs> consent. Right. Like, like yeah, it's very misogynist. Um, I actually kind of okay. This is fine. I actually like TNA. I um, they have the rule. Feelings about it, by the way. I do, but I like to hear your take on it. I mean, my take on it is this is a okay. This is exactly the way it takes. It depends on the world that you set up. Okay? So, like, in... I, I don't know. I don't want to be here all day to explain. But, like, in the, in the WWE, in the various promotions, you sort of set up your universe on what is acceptable. So, like, like for example, and in the WWE, it's pretty... They're actually much more consistent about it now. But, like... There's like I remember there was that angle a while ago where like um uh I think like Stephanie hit Brie Bella or something when she was in the audience and she got arrested you know right. didn't, didn't that happen yeah. very inconsistent Usually. okay so in that universe in the people can get arrested for attacking civilians non wrestlers. Okay, that's just matter of fact now. Then you have to, like, stay consistent about that. So, like, when a cameraman gets attacked or when Brock Lesnar attacks, like, Michael Cole, like, he should be arrested. 
like, the, and when you don't like follow up the, the consistency of the rules you set up in the universe, yeah, I think it sucks. So like, I'm just saying, like, like yeah, if you know, it just depends, like. Like, I think it's fictional. I don't think violence against women should ever be encouraged, but it's the point, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about it, too. I mean, this is a fictional universe, and it, like, goes back to the point of, yeah, you don't want to encourage violence against against women, but I'm sure in this crowd, the violence against women was a, a daily part of most of the attendees' lives. So there, there is no uh, inconsistency there, uh, you know, between uh, the audience and the participate. But I think if, if, but for example, just to, you know, go along what you were saying, if a wrestling promotion said, oh, we're not going to do violence against women, zero argument from me. Yeah, it's just sort of an antiquated, you know, doesn't seem much like much of a need for it, you know? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't feel like it's, um, I, I'm not saying anything new here. I've heard this comment before, and I, I, I'm just going right. off on it. It's just that um, I don't see who that's, like, drawing to. Like, who are you drawing, really, with that? Like, it doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. I agree. Now, now, the other side of that, it would be, like, like Maria, I'm sure, uh, likes being involved in a spot in a match. Big time match like that. I didn't that. think of that. Couldn't, couldn't have said it better. Stars. Couldn't have said it better. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, that's my, that's my mixed feeling on it. It's like, well, I'm sure she wants to be involved in the match. She doesn't just want to sit outside and yell the whole time. So. Um, yep. But I, I guess that thing the that came across of, me uh, was, I had that feeling. Yep, sorry. The thought of any man uh, damaging her beautiful face uh, makes me impotent, JB. But uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there, I suppose. I did get that feeling, though, from the ROH crowd the entire night, though. It was like a very um, – what kind of annoys me about that crowd It was that it's like – We've kind of talked about this before. It was like an ECW chaser crowd. Like they think <laughs> right, right. that they're back in the mid nineties with Paul Heyman and they're just having the ride of their lives <laughs> with each match. <laughs> and Sam is right, about right. to come out and they're gonna have the greatest time ever and if he chains a woman, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> so that yeah. was kind of I feel about that crowd. Like that was totally <laughs> what I was feeling. So, um, and I think that's when he came to woman. Yeah, like they would be that pop crazy for it. When the Sandman (laughs) came to woman. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, I mean, and you know, at that time in the 90s, I mean, I think all that stuff was totally, uh, you know, that was part of the landscape. And, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, I love ECW and I loved, uh, all that stuff, the attitude error and all that stuff, but um, I am very sick of, uh, and I feel like ROH crowd people are uh, are these type of people that are still hoping like that's going to be this landscape of professional wrestling <laughs> for the future. Right. The very astute comments, and I just there was a similarity between the ECW shows and the ROH shows, which you actually pointed out to me, um, or I kind of, we, we 
kind of figure it out together, was that this show was all build. Yeah. There were no filler matches. There was no, like, slow match after a great match. It was just all crescendo. And the ECW matches were, you know, events were quite like that. And it's just funny in a way because, like, then that gets the crowd, like, really hyped and excited for the previous matches to come. But then kind of at the end of the night, like, Davey, I'm like, I don't remember anything. Like, I remember the AJ Styles match because I watched it, like, intently. And I did mark out when uh, at your calls, which nobody else got, by the way, of, uh, you know, the Japanese announcer, Styles Clasha, you know, that was very funny. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to AJ say. Styles match is when he does the Styles Clash. Right. And the Japanese announcer yells oh, yeah. at the top of his lungs, Styles Clasha! <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, and um, another thing I wanted to say about that that match, it was like, yeah, it was the Young Bucks, you know, super kick party. Like, yeah, it was just a very entertaining match. I hope Adam Cole doesn't get sort of lost in everything because he's just smooth as hell, like, in the ring. I I don't think he is getting lost, um, but he's just a Everyone says that WWE's got his eyes on him. And then I heard that he uh, he left. Really, they say that? Okay. TV taping. I heard he All left. Right, I didn't know any of uh, Yeah, the night after, I heard he left them or something to go to uh, hang out with uh, Fish and O'Reilly. Nice. I guess. Whatever. So we'll say, but yeah, great you know, match. The we'll reason yeah. the reason why we were there. Um, I could have left after that match, but I think we were having such a fun time. We stayed, you know, obviously. Um, well, the drinks were flowing at the uh, at the bar. So <laughs> why not? <laughs> right. Um, you're correct. No, but it was really good. Actually, Cole was really good in that match too. I mean, that, you know, we'll go over the match a little bit. Uh, Cole was really good in that match. That comeback he had, and the, um, he almost like took up the uh, three teams, the whole three of the team, and all that. And, um, and then yeah. they gave everyone what they wanted with the super kicks and the styles clash. It was it was, good it was very good. Mm-hmm. It was very similar, yeah. also to the match they just had on on television, well on DA on Wednesday and whenever they first aired on uh, Sinclair. But uh, with uh, AJ Styles and Young Bucks against Rapongi Vice and, uh, and Okada, except there was Okada was in there coming from Cole. the resident so, uh, ROH Mark Jim Carr. Well, I guess yeah. Now <laughs> that that match was unbelievable. And, but again, all these ROH shows. I mean, we want to one. Yeah. Granted, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to get me to go there, and they're not selling out shit unless there's the New Japan guys. Like they couldn't sell out this place. I I hate being so negative, but it's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, all right. Next match anyway was uh, was terrible. Daniels and Kazarian against Fish and O'Reilly. Uh, no DQ match. You called it terrible. Why would you call it terrible? I thought it was. I don't know why. No, I thought it was terrible. I thought you know. I thought it was supposed. It was supposed to be a big match, but it, I didn't think there was much to it. Um. Yeah. Fine. There wasn't a lot to it. There was a great spot though on the uh, the ramp 
Maybe it's because um, you were too tired after, like, the three-way and then the AJ Styles six-man. I don't know. Right, right. I remember – well, the other – we were talking about stars um, at the the top of the show. Um, just there were stars in ROH. And I might put Kyle O'Reilly in that sort of stars category. I think his style of wrestling, like that, um, it's kind of a very New Japan style, but he does it a little differently because he infuses a lot of jujitsu in it. Like his shoot style of wrestling is really appealing. Um, and I also think he's an actual likable personality. He's a character. He he kind of reminds me of like that jock in high school that just it would kick your ass in like a drop of a hat. Like he reminds me of sort of that guy. But um, I just I think he's a I I think he's a, a star. I can't quite put my finger on it, but he has that. He has a very innovative type of wrestling that's on the ascension that I think people like, and he has the personality to to match. Um, any thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I, I I don't actually disagree with you. I I thought that just the match was not good. I like I mean obviously O'Reilly and Kushida at the uh, Super Juniors tournament was was you know one of the best matches of the year, but I uh, I, I just thought this match was just. I feel like it was almost just kind of a victim of being in the middle of a lot of big matches, but I just didn't think there was. I don't know why they were using. Yeah, you're making me think about it. I don't know why they were using like weapons. Like they had the ladder and everything, right? Yeah, well they tried to do like. They should have let them go. There was a spot there where they uh, had like a barricade on on the floor, supported by chairs. Uh, But oh yeah, yeah. There, 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 well, there was supposed to be a no DQ like weapons match, but there was not. I don't know. There just didn't seem to be a lot to it, or a lot of story to it. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I remember. I, don't, I, I, I agree. Remember I nothing. Didn't, I remember. I didn't there remember was, it. And these are all like good workers. There was one. There was one spot on the on the whatchamacallit, on the ramp that I remember being like very impressed with. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I sort of like. I don't know. Yeah, forget about. I mean, they they couldn't put the tag titles on Fish and O'Reilly because O'Reilly's a star. I think he's going to be <clears throat> a lethal's um, opponent in the upcoming year. You know, not really Roderick Strong. I think they have to push Lethal O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, I think that's the direction they should go in, and probably the direction they will go in. Oh, oh! The most interesting part about that match was the fact that Chris Sabin uh, interfered in it. And what was funny, we mentioned Chris Sabin before in our section. Uh, you know, uh, being part of these, you know, this entourage that we're trying to hang out up there. Um, but we yeah. actually, at the time, had no idea who he was. That's right. That's right. I him. forgot about that. Yeah. And then we saw him interfere in the match, and we had no idea. We thought he was like some intern or something. <laughs> and then, uh, 
And then, uh, sure enough, he came out right after the right after the match and shook our hands. And we said, "Oh, that was a good job uh, interfering in the match." I don't know what all we said, but uh, uh, and still had no idea that it was a former TNA champion, Chris Sabin. And all the fans there were sort of like, "Yeah, like nobody gave a shit." Once again, just killing kayfabe. Yeah, no one cared. No one cared. No one cared. Anyway, I like to sum up the match. I like uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and I know you do too. And uh, it was fun seeing him, uh, but limited to what he could do in this match. Um, uh, and then the main event, right? It was just the main event. That's Briscoe and Lethal for the uh, title versus title. 27-minute match. I Okay. Uh, title. I'm going to be in, like, the real minority and and the – I don't see a huge clamoring for him. Um, And this is just me. This is just my stupid own opinion. You know, I said I was an idiot at the start of the show. I'm not the biggest Jay Lethal fan. Um, I wasn't before he totally killed kayfabe on me and, and, uh, you know, tried to take take our seats. uh, uh, Jay, I don't know. Like, like this, this match didn't appeal to me, like so much. It was a good match, I guess. What did Meltzer rate it? Yes, you think you give it four and a quarter? Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, they worked their asses off, but well, the, the, uh, the Reddit was very upset with that rating. Because they thought it was match of the year, of course. And how could it not be better? They than did. I think Cino that's Owens. insane. Yeah, how could it not I be th- better than Cno and Cno and Stu? Or uh, yeah, well, it's just these ROH marks that are saying that. But that's insanity to me. Uh, that, that match. Uh, was, I, I, I mean, just the match you mentioned. Insanity. <laughs> yeah, just the match that you mentioned there with Kushida Kyle Riley was infinitely better than that match. Oh. No, not yet. Um, They're not the same league as that match. No, yeah, not even close. And, like, ultimately, like, come on. This is like like Jay Briscoe. I understand what he's become, but this isn't like a Shawn Michaels from He's part of a tag team. Like, he's part of, like, a tag team with his brother. This is like, like, this... I don't know. I guess you could give, like, a comparison of Jeff Hardy, you know, but it just... It, had like no appeal to me, but you were going to say some interesting things about the Jay lethal, um, uh, the way he, he sort of worked the match. You know, it was interesting. They're, they're definitely doing a face turn with him. Like even to the point of the ref kicked out the, the house of truth and like truth martini from the side. Cause so he could sort of work the match as a face. And you were critical of that, right? Jay? Well, I'm very critical of, of, Anything like that. And I think, you know, I think we should talk about, uh, once we're done with this ROH shit, we should talk about uh, Kevin Owens, because uh, I always say something similar. But they're, um, and it's not at all as bad as what Kevin Owens does. But I can't stand. So this match basically is, now that I look back on it, it's even worse. But um, this match is billed as, you know, champion versus champion. Uh, 
Jay Lethal um, is managed by this obvious heel manager, so heel that he takes other heels under his wing and makes them bigger heels. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and uh, the entire crowd uh, could make up their mind. There was uh, half of the people were going, let's go Briscoe, half of the people were going, let's go Lethal, uh, whatever. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's a smart crowd, so they're going to... Lethal's supposed to be the hero of the match. And right. not only... So that's okay. Sometimes that's okay. Like with Owens, I've seen this before. So oh, so it happens with Owens, and people like Owens because he has this, like, you know, real personality or whatever that people kind of draw to, and I get that. And... But Lethal, and this is something that Owens never does, Lethal is in the middle of a comeback in a match and actually, like, weaves in the crowd, cheering him on. Like, he's like John fucking Cena. It drove me nuts. Mm. Like, I I was like, right, is, right. This guy, is this guy a heel or is he not a heel? Like, what's happening here? And maybe I don't know the product. Right. Maybe I don't know the product. But uh, since I've... I've Learned that he is supposed to be held in that match. He just isn't. And then at the end of the match, everyone's going nuts, you know, and then they do the stupid handshake that they do in ROH all the time, which, you know, sometimes it's worth it and sometimes it's just overdone. Um, mm-hmm. And they, uh, they uh, you know, say you deserve it to lethal and all this stuff. But What's the, and then he's sitting there in the middle of the ring with the heel manager. Like, what is the point of that? It just it just drives me nuts when uh, they decide to run things like that. Uh, it, like the match itself, that was very good. It wasn't on like the level of like Cena uh, and or uh, you know Nakamura, Bushi, or anything like that. Not even close. Um, but the the in ring work was very good. Just like that kind of stuff is terrible. Um, the, I, I don't particularly think either of them are are that good. In addition to that, um, but it, it, that 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 I'm going off on a tangent. But that particular thing where he's no, keep going. What's willing on the crowd. Thing? Where he's willing on the crowd <laughs> on the comeback, like he's, you know, uh, that's just he's a super baby face. It just doesn't make any sense. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I don't get this ROH world where that would make sense. I don't know. What do you think? It's kind of letting it's it's lazy. It's kind of letting the crowd like write the story for you. Um. Yeah, I don't care as much as you. I understand, like, the concern. Because I just don't like Jay Lethal, really, like, as a character. And that's just my opinion. He's obviously extremely over. And, like, but, um, yeah, it's it's annoying. Like, is he supposed to be a heel? Like, work the heel role. Like, because they didn't tease any dissension with the House of Truth, you know? It's not like he's a tweener. Like, the crowd just likes him. And it's just, like, don't. You know, and then he's, like, working to the crowd in the audience. Like, don't do – you know what I mean? I don't – or if you're going to have your mom and dad there, like, don't do this. Like, then turn and face before the match or something. 
Like, yeah, I just don't get yeah, that. It's annoying. Like, this is a this is a thing that's been going on forever. Like, uh, these crowds are all smart crowds, and you know when they go and WWE goes into smart cities, they all cheer on the heels that they like because they like the performance, and then the heel, yeah, like plays it up as a face. Like you got to shut yeah, them down. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to slap them yeah. down and let them know you're a bad guy. And he doesn't like exactly. nobody does it anymore. What's going on? There's no heels anymore. That's why I like Seth Rollins so much because they think he's oh, sort of like the closest amazing. thing. Amazing, it still exists. I, I, I think he's like the closest thing to the old Ric Flair heel. Like he's scared of other wrestlers. Like he begs them like not to punt, but he, you know, he, he cheats and like eats out of victory and he relies on like his crap. I, I don't like him. Like, I don't like that. Like Brock was there that night and he backed up to Brock. I think he should have like gotten his face and sort of, and then like, but then weaseled out of the match. Once again, just more shitty WWE than I don't want to have oh, an the aneurysm last, the last talking raw, about the end segment. That was terrible. The last raw. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible. I, that's why I mean, everything I, they did there was yeah. wrong. Yeah, that's why I like Rollins so much, though, because I think he goes back to that sort of old school heel, like the appropriate heel, like not like a heel, like you know, like a I don't know, like 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 Bully Ray. I sort of liked him in TNA as a heel, but he did things like I think he stole like Mr. Anderson's baby or some just like ridiculous <laughs> shit like that to like get over. You know, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's no like um, there's no like real heel. And but I think like Seth Rollins is like this closest thing we're gonna get. And now they're kind of fucking him up now, like. Like I, like that's a whole different story, but I, yeah. I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you that it's just, yeah, it's just stupid indie smart shit. I agree, I agree. There's nothing else to say. You put it perfectly. There's nothing I can add. But uh, yeah, yeah, just that playing up to the crowd. It's fairly annoying. Yeah, and then I mean, he has at least. The decency to do the like post match really face promo after the the show went off the air, but <laughs> like after the mat after the show went off the air, he went on and said like, "Oh, I I've been in the ring against Ric Flair and all these people, and uh, you know, Jay Briscoe's the best guy I've ever been in the ring with." And you know, no, 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 I've, I've got a lot of a uh, lot of favorability from the crowd, but. I, don't know. I I just some some of that shit I just can't even say. When me, meanwhile there were two audience members that had no no respect for him uh, whatsoever after what I we know. witnessed. Uh, <laughs> and then there, was, no. uh, there was some there were some bigger uh, post show shenanigans that occurred. Is that true? <laughs> Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a rowdy crowd. I heard there was a a, a rather raucous um, a gathering at one Jake Saloon, which was, I guess, the closest bar to that area with a chair shot. And uh, but I'll, I'll leave uh, other um, you know people to speculate about the events um, uh, to themselves. <laughs> 
But that is the uh, the sum up of our ROH experience overall. Like I said, I started out at the podcast um, at the top. I had a great time. I don't think there's anything like more fun than uh, like a live wrestling event. And we sort of went like when it's done like right. Not that they said they did everything right, but it, as we complained the whole time about the audience. But I just love sitting there being a snarky asshole, like making stupid comments and, you know, just like cheering when I feel like it. And so like, like, I think that's so much fun. I uh, missed a, a date that night and to continue to leave a, lead a uh, pathetic sexless life um, <laughs> uh, here. <laughs> so uh, uh, my love of wrestling goes, goes very deep. And I, I had a, a wonderful time, good show overall, great experience, and I, I will definitely go again. I'll continue to watch ROH casually. You know, I'm not like, I'm not the biggest ROH fan. You know, it takes all types in this world, JB. Not like the biggest fan, but uh, you know, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, what what's your over general feelings about the show? Um, well, again, you know, I'm I'm. It's tough because you know. Uh, I I I like what you know in ring they're they're very good. I, I thought they were all good in ring, and maybe the fact that I don't know the characters, maybe I'm just not getting you know I'm getting the full experience. I just didn't think it was. Uh, I, I thought also the the uh, the way the venue was organized was amateurish, and I thought basically almost everything was amateurish except for um, AJ Styles. So <laughs> that's all I get to say. <laughs> and uh, that was all I was actually entertained by, to be honest. I was, like, mildly entertained by some of the other stuff. But it was basically what I came to see is what I got, and that was it. Um, Very that funny said, thing to say. That. <laughs> yeah, that being said, uh, ROH, uh, the big thing that was announced there, I thought, was that uh, they are, after the G1 Climax shows, they're, they're coming back to the Northeast with a couple of shows oh, yeah. uh, in Philly and then in uh, in Brooklyn uh, with uh, with all the New Japan guys, so uh, I think uh, obviously those those will do well. Uh, every time they have the New Japan guys on the card, they do well. Every time it's not the New Japan guys, they don't do well. So <laughs> we'll see. Okay, from there. And JB, but, uh, we will have to be doing some. Serious prioritizing and organizing oh, that SummerSlam weekend. I mean, I may, I may need like a, a wrestling travel agent for that SummerSlam weekend. That's the weekend <laughs> they're gonna have the Friday is in Philly at the old ECW Arena. Saturday is in this uh, in the Brooklyn Cyclone Spark in, uh, in in Brooklyn, and then. Uh, also, the rumor is is that there's going to be an NXT show that Saturday before SummerSlam, and SummerSlam also is in Brooklyn, August 23rd. So there's uh, there's going to be a lot to see if you're in this area. So we'll see how it goes. Um, well, maybe we can call up the Virgin of a wrestling travel agent and uh, get him, you know, out of his mom's basement and uh, 
schedule some tickets first. I, I'm saying if we could do the, you know, I'm going to call it the Nakamura show, <laughs> the Nakamura show in Philly, then the NXT show in uh, Saturday, that will be awesome and solidify us as the biggest losers in the world, which uh, <laughs> I think would be. And then we should, you know, when we should be there, we should get, like, a live commentary from fans. Like, get an idea of how the people, how the, how the idiot people think about wrestling. <laughs> well, the NXT crowd that we're talking was much better. Like, much more inviting. And, oh, and, my God. And, uh, the NXT, well, the NXT yeah. event in general was so much better, Ron. Which yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but it's so much better. The, like the wrestling was better, the entrances were better, the 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 the, the energy was better. The, it was just a a great great show, and less um, the, it was less stabby as as I describe it in in the audience. <laughs> right, like right, but, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a very less, comfortable uh, feeling in that audience. I'm like, uh, oh yeah, there was like a scene I that had. was. And it had a seat number and a and a, <laughs> a row where I could go. I mean, you had Greg yeah. Hamilton reach. Yeah, you had Greg Hamilton retweeting you. Uh, yeah. I, uh, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I touched Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bailey shook my hand. Mark, I had a very. Bailey might have got. There were very funny. Do you want to talk about the show a little bit? We have like ten more minutes, JB. We just simply have to do more podcasts. But the one thing I want to say about the NXT Albany show was there were a few people that were so over, like maybe even more over than like Owens and and Balor, if there is such a thing. Like like the the amount. First of all, everybody's over. Everybody's yeah, over, <laughs> and they're really stupid. Over. Like, yeah, and they, they just do such a good job of presenting everyone. But how over was Bailey? I know you just alluded to, but I couldn't believe the how most, nuts over this crowd. Yeah, the most over people were just. Yeah, people were just going nuts. Like, like the the audience anticipation was when she came out. Like everybody knew she was coming out. Like in this tag team match that they that they did, and the the crowd went insane when they heard the music popping. It was absolutely ridiculous. And then one of the things that I thought was great that I loved is the the last match was the three way dance between uh, Finn Balor. Kevin Owens and uh, uh, Tyler, uh, Breeze. Tyler Breeze, and an outsider. I know it's not fact, but an outsider could go into that match not knowing anything about them and think Tyler Breeze was a star. Oh yeah, Tyler Breeze was great. I mean, there's Tyler Breeze was so incredibly over, though. Like, his entrance, he got the hugest pop. There were the Breeze's gorgeous chance all night. I mean, he worked the match, like, wonderfully. He's just, he's a star. You know, he needs, I feel like he needs a little better gimmick. Like, his gimmick is the, you know, like the, the, the model Rick Martel or, you know, even the Miz right now. Um, I just think he's more talented than that gimmick. Um but he was just incredibly over to that. That event was great. Uh, 
the entire event was amazing. And then, uh, that actually, remember what the best part of that event was? I mean, the biggest pop of the night was uh, was Kevin Owens when he did the five-knot shuffle. And this is pre oh, yeah, Cena rivalry. This is before he came out for the Cena Open Challenge. He was uh, in the in the house show, and he did the five knuckle shuffle, and the entire crowd went insane. <laughs> and I believe uh, I was quoted as saying, "Oh my God, he's going to get in so much trouble. I can't believe he did that." <laughs> Cena's so protective. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, to my defense, you were buying right into it. You were like, oh, yeah, he's going to, you know, he, he might oh, get dropped from the WWE. Trouble. God, Cena. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was great. That that show was just unbelievable. It's so much fun. And one thing that happened was I had a uh, very awkward. Oh, one thing I also want to mention uh, is how beautiful Sasha Banks is. She doesn't come across like that on TV. On TV, she comes sort of across like, I don't want to say awkward looking, but just a little, in person, she's like amazing looking. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think Sasha Banks is, uh, yeah, incredible in every way. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't think is like a very good thing to say, or you know, in the world. But yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse with Sasha Banks as the greatest thing. Right, we're, we're not breaking new ground here. It's just one of those things where, uh, as a red-blooded male American, like when I watch her on the street, there's nothing overtly appealing about her attractiveness or like sexuality. But in person, it just hits you over the head like a brick, like how hot she right. is. And, and then the other thing that I wanted to – now, I, just in the person, had a very awkward exchange with uh, Finn Balor. Well, this is – I can't believe you even brought this up. It's so embarrassing. Oh, it's horribly embarrassing. I used to now, say well, have a bit uh, – a bit. I mean, you were, you were wearing your, uh, your, you were wearing your Bullet Club T-shirt. At the NXT show, precisely the Albany yeah. show, which right. I, yeah, which I uh, was toggling back and forth between my Sasha Banks shirt, which uh, I purchased on our heroic, um, uh, a trip to the merch table mid match. We we did um, make a heroic mer- merch table run, <laughs> but regardless, I um. I put the uh, when Finn Balor came in, I just took off the Sasha Banks shirt, and uh, so Finn Balor just finished an unbelievable triple threat match with Owens and um, Breeze, and was coming up the ramp, and uh, uh, he, you know, he's he's high fiving everyone. Well, he like, was after like the blown, match. he was like blown off as the as a huge face, like the face of the company. Yeah, like he, oh, yeah. like oh, everyone yeah. else departed, and then he gave the speech. Uh, to the fans, yeah. like, you guys are the reason we do this. You know, like the end of, like, every wrestling show. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? right, right. So, which, yeah, you no. know, God bless him. But uh, right. he did that. And then he's he's walking back, you know. Uh, you know his you his know, everyone, chiseled everyone body is <laughs> enthralled. Ch- 
Chisel's body is just glistening with with sweat. Um, and you can see yeah. like every well defined ripple in the body that he works so hard for. And he's high fiving everyone. And I'm of course over the banister, and he stares at me with his his cold steel blue eyes that pierce through me like a dragon. And JB, right. I'm not going to say, but he sees a man of similar ilk, I'd say, in me, correct? Well, he saw you, and he saw, oh, this guy's wearing a bowl club T-shirt. He's not, like, completely and disgustingly overweight like everyone else here. <laughs> correct. <laughs> I, okay, I'm not, we locked, I, and, I mean, we saw each other as one, is what I, and um, I was, of course, holding up my two sweets. I know you still don't believe right, like me, any, like any but you look. <laughs> I know you. I swear he looked at me and said, "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" I swear he said that. Like he looked over you not and said, "Like this is a guy I can talk to, and I can understand." Right. Precisely as a friend, he he saw like a brother. In like professional wrestling, and me that that's like what he saw, um, right. just like and he knew like <laughs> that he just knew this that we were um one in the same soul, if you will. So he was so, and so I was holding he was, up. He was so he was drawn to you. He came right to you, right to me. Yeah, I know that's that's not debatable because he was on the other side and was working the way to both sides of the the banister like the wrestlers do, and he came right to me. Yeah. Like on a on a forty five like degree B-line. angle. He didn't right. like go right. Right. And so I was holding up the two sweet. And I think he enjoyed that I held up the two sweet sign. Because and not a lot of people were doing it and he was excited to do two sweet with me. As he made yeah. that two sweet sign in the match yeah. <laughs> and then when he said that to me, Hey, how's it going, brother? I panicked. And I right. dropped, and he comes at me with the two sweets, and, and I dropped it. And I said, like, hey, hey, hey. And I went for the hug um, while he's holding you up the two sweets. What? Because you had that much of a connection, you thought. Uh, yes, yes. But we did not, <laughs> um, according no, to no. his body language and his uh, interaction. So, so, so you know, he was very receptive of uh, my hug and everything. But I could tell he was just thinking in his head, since we had that sort of telepathic-like connection, like, you couldn't <laughs> have just played a cool man. Like, like it was going so well, then you got so excited, like a little schoolgirl. Like, he immediately saw the beta male in me. Right. And um, I, I like think it ultimately went over like, well, like but it could have went. He conquered in Japan, yes? <laughs> right, right, precisely. I mean, I don't want to say it. But I think uh, <laughs> it ultimately went well, but it, it, it could have went, went a lot better. And that was my exchange uh, with my very awkward, uh, too sweet into sheer panic into f- like semi hug um, with Finn Balor. And Jamie, uh, you said that um, something interesting is just the appeal of Finn Balor was very apparent that night. Um, 
that uh, one time you were watching NXT in your house, and uh, <laughs> Finn Balor came on the TV, and your wife was very just intrigued at uh, NXT at that oh. particular moment, correct? Well, typically, I watch NXT, and my wife is like, what the fuck are you doing? You're watching more wrestling? Seriously? <laughs> right. And what is this particular brand of wrestling? Like, is this even real <laughs> wrestling? Right, so, right, right. Um, you know, JB, uh, now I claim that you watch NXT in the doghouse, correct? <laughs> I mean, when you watch it at home. <laughs> with, with uh, actually, the road dog. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and JB, I'm surprised um, after, uh, you know, that ROH night when you got home so late that um, – you know, you can still afford the WWE Network after you uh, paid the piper that whole day, correct? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that'd be fair to say. <laughs> that was a long night after that ROH show. Right. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah, uh, what were you saying? Now, uh, when Finn Balor came on the screen. Uh, somebody was very interested in the uh, yeah, ongoing. Yeah, the wife, the wife all of a sudden became very <laughs> Oh, what is this promotion? Oh, who is that? It was a very, uh, it was a very interesting exchange, which I, uh, <laughs> I, I was very happy to explain uh, <laughs> who he was and right, why right. He, he looks like he's carved out of wood. I was, I was very happy. <laughs> right. And uh, the but she was sort of dancing around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now she's like, oh, you know what's going on with NXT? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> interesting stuff that happened. She... Ten, ten dollar gets involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, JB, we uh, are at the end of our podcast, so I guess we'll have some closing uh, remarks about um, everything. Probably no closing remarks, but we literally have 90 seconds. So uh, do you have anything to say to our listening world? Yeah, I have a few things to say. Um, I, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I podcast, didn't expect that. Uh, in the past couple of months, I uh, – I dismissed Kevin Owens as a, a piece of garbage and trash and out of shape, uh, much like he described on, in his promo on Raw. And um, I was completely wrong, and uh, he's my favorite wrestler now, and I love him so much. <laughs> and I apologize to Kevin Owens and Kevin Steen and Owen Steen and anyone else involved in the Owens family because he's the greatest thing ever. And uh, and that's where well, I would I, like and my my statement. I think you're actually being extremely uh, simplistic here. I think our concerns yeah. were a little more vast, and I think some of our concerns like s- still completely hold up. I don't think we're oh, all, still, off at still all. Exist. They still exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were just like, well, I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, but his run in WWE has just been phenomenal. But I mean, at, I think at the same time. Anybody could look good during this run. 
Um, like, like they're just like positioning like him so strong. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, we'll talk about that at the next podcast. We have 10 more seconds. Guys, uh, thanks for listening. At ShaneWinter14. Jim, what's your Twitter? Just Jim Carr. Okay, good night, everyone.